0: And secondly, do not avoid dealing with things. As I said earlier, you need to deal with it in order to heal from it. Let me say that again. You need to deal with it in order to heal from it because you will never heal from it if you are not willing to deal with it. So please find the time to take the necessary actions. Find the time to take the necessary steps in order for you to truly heal. Welcome back to the What's Up and What's Next podcast, the greatest podcast of all times. <laughs> Man, I, 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 I don't know. I just there's a sense of like pride and love every time I get to say that. I really truly love my podcast, and I love these weekly moments that I get to share a bit of what's on my mind and express myself in a way that I don't get to in any other platform. And I think podcasting is that platform for me. To express myself and to have that conversation with you and that's how I want this to feel I want this to feel like it's a conversation between me and you I want you to have access to my brain and my mind on a weekly basis and I yeah I love this um, obviously I love speaking but <laughs> in case you had not noticed but I just generally love genuinely love this time that I get with you every week and so I want to thank you so much for listening I want to thank you for taking the time I want to thank you for being here and for choosing to be here because it means the world to me if you could please hit the follow button or hit the subscribe button leave us a review these are the kind of things that take a few seconds of your time but they mean huge amounts for me and they help the podcast so much more than what you know so please if you can that would be greatly appreciated Now, the other day, a friend of mine turned around and he asked me, he goes, bro, let me ask you something. I was like, okay. And he goes, have you ever been heartbroken before? (laughs) I turned around to him and I said, you know what, bro, I'm going to be really honest with you. I'm not going to lie about it. I am not going to pretend. I'm not going to brush this one off. I'm just going to be truly honest yes I have been heartbroken before and I have no shame in saying it because you shouldn't be ashamed of something that is part of your journey it's a difficult part of your journey it's a difficult part of your chapter it certainly was for me when I felt heartbroken but I accept that it's a part of my journey and it's a part of a chapter that I had and I think it's important to recognize it and so I was brutally honest and I told them yeah I have And then we went on to have a little conversation around it. Now, let me ask you something. How many times have you felt heartbroken? A few times, I'd imagine. I know I certainly have felt heartbroken, not just once, but a few times. And I want to clarify that when I say heartbroken, I don't just mean it in the romantic sense. I mean it in a generic sense, because you could be heartbroken from falling out with a friend. You could be heartbroken from losing a job. You could be heartbroken from family issues. You could be heartbroken from failure in business. And of course, you could be heartbroken from romantic breakups. And when it comes to romantic breakups, it it gets interesting because when it comes to romantic breakups in specific, it's important for you to understand that you don't necessarily need to be in a relationship in order to feel heartbroken. And I think a lot of people get this wrong. You could get heartbroken from a talking stage. You could get heartbroken from the dating stage. You could get heartbroken from the seeing someone stage. You could get heartbroken from a situationship. I'm the perfect example of this. Literally, I am the perfect example of this. (laughs) I don't even need to look for examples because I could just give my own. (laughs) When it comes to the romantic scene, I'm the perfect example because I have gotten my heart broken twice And this was like a few years ago, so it wasn't anything recent, it was a few years ago. Um, It's happened twice, and both of those times I was not in a relationship. Both of those times I was in the situationship stage. And for those of you who are wondering, what is that Eric? The way I would describe it is that it's basically the stage between the friendship and the relationship. So you've got the friendship stage. And then you usually have the middle stage where you're going out on dates, getting to know each other, figuring things out, figuring each other out, and then you have the relationship stage. Now that middle stage is a stage that everyone goes through because that's the only way that you're going to get from a friendship to a relationship, but not everyone makes it to the next stage which is the relationship. So basically I'm taking shots of myself right now. <laughs> I'm literally just taking a dig at myself because at this point, um, I've never made it past the middle stage. <laughs> hey, that's okay. I'm owning it. I'm owning it. It's cool. It's cool. But in essence, people will call that middle stage by different names. We all agree that there is a middle stage. I'm sure we can all agree to that. What you call that middle stage is where people tend to differentiate a lot. Some people we'll call it the talking stage, some people will say seeing someone, some people will say dating, whatever. I, look, I just call it situationship because one, it's easier, and two, it rhymes. <laughs> but it does though, friendship, situationship, relationship. Look, it rhymes. So if it rhymes, it must make sense. <laughs> Anyways, that's my logic. Whether you agree with it or not doesn't matter. We can all agree that there is a middle stage. Anyways, all jokes aside, Back to the point is, you don't need to be in a relationship to get your heart broken. And I'm the perfect example of that because I've been heartbroken twice in the romantic sense and I was not in a relationship in both of those instances. So in this episode, I want to focus pretty much my efforts highlighting the five things that happen after a heartbreak or during a heartbreak. And I'll be speaking about it from an angle that is more romantic, relationship focused. However, in the grand scheme of things, it does apply to any kind of heartbreak that I had mentioned earlier. So let's get started. Let me tell you what are the five things that happen after, straight after a heartbreak or during the process of a heartbreak. Number one, the story that you tell yourself. After every heartbreak, there is always a story that you will tell yourself. For example, a few years ago, when I experienced my first ever heartbreak, the story that I told myself straight away was that I wasn't good enough. I wasn't worth it. I wasn't worthy. And not only was that a negative story, but that was also a lie. It was a lie. And that is the mistake that most people make. They make the mistake of telling themselves a negative story and a story that is not true that is simply a lie. And what I want you to start doing is tell yourself a story that is true and positive. And when I say positive, I'm not saying you need to make it up or fake it, but you could just be real about it. For example, instead of telling yourself, I'm not good enough, which is what I did the first time around, and it's obviously a lie and it's negative, you could just tell yourself, this wasn't the right person for me. I am still worthy, this simply wasn't the right person for me, but there is someone out there who will be the right person for me the same way that I'll be right for them. Notice how I'm not faking it here. Notice how I'm not making anything up. Everything I'm saying is true. There's no lie here. And everything I'm saying here has a positive connotation to it. There's no negativity about it. So notice how all of it is true and positive, And I didn't have to make anything up and I didn't have to fake it. So when I tell you to look for a story that is, true and positive, I'm not asking you to make things up, I'm just asking you to be real about it. Positivity doesn't have to be fake and it doesn't need to be pretending, it can just be real. So please focus your attentions on the self-talk that you have with yourself and make sure that it's positive and truthful because that story that you tell yourself after that heartbreak is ultimately what will dictate how you feel. About yourself over the course of time and it will dictate how you feel about relationships over the course of time. And you don't want what's happening now or what's happening at that point in time to impact you massively going forward in the future. So just be mindful of the story that you tell yourself. Number two, your coping mechanism. Everyone immediately tries to find a way to cope with heartbreak. For example, after my first heartbreak, I just went crazy with the university parties. I was at uni at the time, it was like very early on in my uni years and yeah, I went crazy going out. I was clubbing left, right, center. And it's not like, look, I wasn't doing anything bad. Like when I was clubbing, I wasn't doing any bad stuff. I was just consistently out with friends in clubs, partying Mm -hmm. and having fun. And the contrast is so interesting because That's what I did after my first heartbreak. What I did after my second heartbreak was interesting. I actually just went crazy, but not with the parties. I went crazy with the gym. I was in the gym pretty much every day for the first few months. And I also went crazy with work. I was doing insane hours working overtime all of the time. And I had also indulged in Netflix so much. Like I remember just running through shows. I was running through so many shows. I remember watching Power um i ran to every single season and episode of power so quickly and then i went to suits and I-, I just remember it so vividly <laughs> but there was also another thing that i had done now all of these things are just examples of my own personal experiences but the point is they highlight that there is some form of coping mechanisms that i had And I'm not saying they were great coping mechanisms, I'm just saying they were the ones I subconsciously chose without even realizing it at the time. I never realized at the time that that's what I was doing but it was. I was trying to cope by not thinking about things too much and at the end of the day when you're in that frame of mind you just want to take your mind off things. You don't want to think about what's going on all the time. Yes you need to think about it but you don't want to do it all the time because it can get overwhelming. And here's the thing, you can have coping mechanisms but there's two things about it. One, they must be healthy and two, you must not avoid dealing with stuff. So yes, it's okay to take your mind off things but you have to deal with things eventually. Coping with things should just be a way to relax and to unwind, whereas dealing with things should be a way to heal with things. There are healthy coping mechanisms such as gym, working on your goals, etc. And there are unhealthy coping mechanisms such as drugs, drinks, etc. It is essential that you do not go down the path of unhealthy coping mechanisms. You will literally be doing so much more harm to yourself than what you know. And that's not right for you. And it's not going to help you heal. So first things first, make sure to choose a coping mechanism that is healthy. And I'd like to think that the coping mechanisms I chose, both times I got heartbroken, were somewhat healthy. I felt like they were healthy. Maybe watching too much Netflix didn't do me too much good, to be honest, but I mean, I didn't know any better. So I'm just going to embrace that that was the choice I made. But apart from that, I think I made pretty healthier choices or pretty healthy choices. And secondly, do not avoid dealing with things. As I said earlier, you need to deal with it in order to heal from it. Let me say that again. You need to deal with it in order to heal from it because you will never heal from it if you are not willing to deal with it. So please find the time to take the necessary actions. Find the time to take the necessary steps in order for you to truly heal. Number three, the journey that you choose this one is so interesting. I find this fascinating. After a heartbreak, there's only two journeys. Literally, there's only two journeys you can choose from. You can either choose to stay healing or you can choose to stay hurting. And I know you're probably saying to yourself, Eric, of course, I'm going to choose to stay healing rather than stay hurting. It's pretty obvious. Is it though? Is it really that obvious? Because what most people don't realize is they actually stay hurting for longer than they should. And what I mean is, if you are not actively and consciously choosing to heal, you are passively and subconsciously choosing to hurt. For example, when you have a plant at home, you will make sure that it gets enough sunlight, you will water it throughout the day, you will effectively nurture it to grow. Whereas if you put the plant in a place that doesn't get any sun and you don't water it for whatever reason it will start dying and hurting. And the same applies to gym. If you are training properly, dieting properly and sleeping properly you will make some gains. If you don't train, eat or sleep properly you will lose gains. The same concept applies to healing. If you are not making a choice to heal you are making a choice to hurt. At the end of the day the pendulum swings only one of two ways and it's on you to choose which way and which journey you want that to be swinging for so make those conscious efforts to heal and you will be on a journey of conscious healing notice how i'm emphasizing the word conscious the reason is because how many times have you heard your friends say don't worry time heals how many times have you heard that saying time heals Plenty of times, right? I know, I have heard it so many times myself. But here's the thing, just because it sounds right does not make it right. Sounding right and being right are two different things. I wanna clarify what I mean. Time does not heal. So that saying of time heals is a lie. Time in and of itself cannot heal you. Only you can heal yourself. Time does not heal and I know a lot of you are confused and you're probably listening to this and you're you're saying, that's not true Eric, I don't agree. Okay, so let me ask you something. Do you agree that five years is a long time? I'd say five years is a pretty fair amount of time. I'd imagine you'd probably either agreeing with me or nodding your head saying, yeah, five years is a long time Eric. Okay, so we can agree that five years is a long time. So if five years is a long time and time really heals, then why is it that I know someone who has been heartbroken for five years and still hasn't recovered or healed? The answer is simple. It's because time cannot heal you by itself. Time does not heal. Time helps, but time doesn't heal. That friend of mine that I know, he thought that it would just be enough for him to just carry on with his life, go to the gym, go to work, socialize, and just live life as if nothing had ever happened. But what he didn't realize was, he wasn't healing, he was avoiding. He wasn't working on himself, he was working on other things. So you've got to choose the journey of healing. Time will not heal you by itself. It's your choices, it's your actions, it's your decisions, it's your habits. Those are the conscious things that you Have control over that will help you and lead you towards the healing journey. You can't just ignore, you can't just suppress, you can't just avoid. I wish you could just do that and you might think that you can do that but I guarantee you it'll come back to bite you and you'd rather deal with things now than deal with things later. It's kind of similar to how when you get physically ill or when you have some sort of disease and you just keep ignoring it and then eventually you end up going to the hospital when it's gotten worse like it's gotten worse and that's the only reason why you went to the hospital but you ignored going to see a doctor the whole time because you felt like it was something you could manage you felt like it was something that you could deal with and that you could ignore avoid and suppress and then when it got real bad and real worse is when you decided to go see a doctor finally but that's that's not that's being reactive. You want to be proactive. You don't want to be reactive. You want to prevent things from getting worse. You don't want to push things towards getting worse. Choose the journey of healing. Take conscious efforts towards healing. Because at the end of the day, only you can heal yourself. Time is not going to heal you by itself. Time helps, but time doesn't heal. And other people in your life will not be able to heal you by themselves. So all that's left over is you. Only you can heal yourself. So choose the journey of healing. And you might ask yourself, Eric, what is healing? How do I heal? What do I do? What steps do I take? What actions do I take? And this is the beauty of it. The beauty of it is I have experienced so much in my life. I have coached so many clients on those journeys myself. That I've understood it I'm a Jay Shetty certified life coach I've explored and learned and studied I have also had so many clients on similar journeys that require healing and I've taken them all on a journey towards healing and now they walk around as people that really got the best out of my coaching experience really got the best out of the healing journey and all it took was a decision on their end to say Eric I want to heal Let's get on this journey together and work on getting me healed. And we got there. And it's the beauty of it is that when you come to me, I'm here to listen to you. I'm here to guide you. I'm here to coach you. And you don't have to come to me, but you can. So just remember, I'm a Jay certified life coach. And if you want help with your healing journey, or if you want help in becoming the best version of yourself and gaining more momentum, more fulfillment more meaning in your life then just go to erichivrachcoaching.com and you can book yourself a free discovery call and we could just work out how to best heal you how to best take you on a journey of healing and on a journey of fulfillment number 4 missing the routine oof this one's gonna this one's gonna hit home for a lot of people a lot of people mistaken missing the person with missing the routine. A lot of the times you might indeed miss the person but I think most of the times you actually just miss the routine. You miss the good morning text, you miss the long hour phone calls, you miss the good night text, you miss the late night talks, the late night calls, you miss the cute brunch dates, you miss going on trips, you miss talking to that person every single day. You just miss it. It's the routine. It's the routine that you created with that person for the longest time. And the relationship that you both built together for that period of time, that's what you miss. It's not always about the person itself. Sometimes it is, but most of the times it's about the routine and what you had built altogether. Imagine building a house with someone for years, and then that house gets destroyed by whatever reason, right? Some sort of like natural catastrophe came through and now the house no longer exists. Regardless of who you were living with and who you were sharing the house with, you will miss the house. You will miss the house because it was something that you built. It was something that you nurtured. It was something that you cultivated. You will miss the house. You will miss how it looks. You will miss the features that it had, the amount of rooms they had, the garden that I had. You miss what you built more often than what you miss what you had with that particular person. You will miss what you had with that particular person, but it's more about what you had, period. And we don't realize this. So of course, when you realize that it's gone, all of a sudden, it feels unusual. It feels weird. It feels awkward. It feels sad. It feels frustrating. It feels hurt. It feels empty. It feels broken you feel there is a gap. You feel there is a void that is not filled and you miss what you had. Not necessarily always the person, but you miss what you had because it was built into your routine and your day-to-day life. And when something is built into your routine and your day-to-day life, it's very hard for you to all of a sudden just embrace easily what is going on in your life. And whilst that is sad, and whilst this is, something that you don't particularly want to go through and you don't see it in a positive life it doesn't mean that you cannot add a positive light to it whilst it's sad you can still turn it into a happier moment by using that time and energy that you've now got spare to fully invest into yourself invest in creating a routine for yourself a routine that supports your goals a, a routine that is healthy for you It's okay to miss the routine you once had. What isn't okay is for you to take that as your only standard. And refusing to make a change on your present, you can do better, so you do better. And I know it's easier said than done. I never said it was gonna be easy, but nothing worthwhile in this life is ever easy. And I just trust that if you spend more time and energy on yourself, cultivating yourself, nurturing yourself, you'll find it a lot easier. And you'll find it a lot better, because you now have a routine that is for you. And trust me, that makes a difference. And number five, craving closure. Hmm, This is a hard one. And it's a hard one because of two reasons. One, we feel like we deserve closure because we gave our all into that relationship. And two, we sometimes believe that closure is a respectful conversation to end the chapter at the end. And whilst in an ideal world, you should get that conversation to end things properly with an explanation and an apology out of respect, we all know it doesn't always happen. A lot of people may be lucky enough to get a proper closure from the relationship and you might get a proper conversation or an explanation or an apology or some sort of respectful element that ends the chapter and closes it off on a civil note or at least on a respectful note. And if you're lucky enough to get that, then amazing. But if you're not, remember that closure isn't necessarily an ending conversation with an explanation and an apology. Closure is more than that. Closure is about acceptance and moving forwards. And I know, I get it. We as humans get acceptance and we feel more free to move forwards when we get that proper closure. But you can get that proper closure without having the conversation. And this is the misconception that we go to. We believe that closure is only having that conversation. But let me tell you something. The way someone ends things with you is very telling of how they really loved you. And it might take time. It might take time. But when you start learning to accept, you'll start learning to move forwards. Trust me, I know what it's like to not have closure. Or to not have the closure That you feel you deserved. I know what it's like to feel like the least they could do is give you a respectful closure. I know what it's like to feel like you owed an apology, an explanation, a reason, a conversation. I know what it's like to feel like you've been disrespected because you've been made to feel like you weren't even worth that type of closure. I know exactly what it feels like but I want you to know that everything you need to know about the way they loved you is in the way they left you. Closure is about accepting. And it's okay for you to feel disappointed, frustrated, sad, hurt, and annoyed. All of those feelings are valid. They are valid. But once you realize that the only closure you needed was the one you got, you move freely. Trust me, someone will come into your life and love you deeper than you've ever been loved. Someone will come into your life and they will treat you better than you've ever been treated. Someone will come into your life and they will look after you better than you've ever been looked after. Someone will come into your life and they will care for you better than you've ever been cared for. They will give you everything you deserve. You will get that. You will get someone like that in your life. But in order for you to embrace all of what's to come, you must first make peace with the past in order to fully enjoy the present and move forward into the future. If you didn't get the closure that you wanted, it can sometimes feel extremely hard, hurting and devastating. But the first step is embracing it as it is. Taking closure for what it was, the ending. The end of a chapter doesn't always end in the way you wanted it. How many times have you read a book and the book ends in a completely unexpected way? How many times have you watched a movie and the movie ended in a way that you didn't feel happy about? How many times have you watched a TV show and you were like, that's not how I wanted that TV show to end. That's not how I imagined the final episode. That's not how I expected it to go. You see, the ending doesn't always end in the way that you wanted it, but it ends in the way that you needed it in order for you to fully realize. And you may think this doesn't make sense now, but hopefully one day it'll make sense. So as far as closure goes, accept, embrace, and move. And be mindful that each of these stages will take time. It certainly won't happen overnight, but it will definitely happen over time. And so does every single thing that is great in this life. It never happens overnight. It happens over time. Look at happiness. It's not overnight. It's over time. Look at success. It's not overnight. It's over time. Look at healthy relationships. It's not overnight. It's over time. Look at healing. It's not overnight. It's over time. The best things in life. The very best things in life. They never happen overnight. They always happen over time. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and I hope I was able to share some light on things that happen after a heartbreak and during a heartbreak and how to navigate those same things in order for you to heal and move on and embrace that journey that you're about to take because that journey is more important than the destination. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate your time. You guys are amazing. I cannot thank you enough. I can't express my gratitude enough. It just makes my day that you would sit here and listen to this episode you are amazing thank you so much if you could hit the follow button hit the subscribe button or leave us a review that would help massively it takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to me and it helps the podcast so much i would appreciate it so thank you thank you so much and if you have enjoyed today's episode then please make sure to listen to the next podcast to find out what's up and what's next